Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Hello. Nick. What's up, man? Not a lot. What's up with you? You know, we're bringing Trivia Night back very soon. So I had a trivia question for you. Okay. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. What film starring Warren Beatty, Al Pacino, and Madonna, based on a 1930s comic strip, released 30 years ago this next week? Uh, Dick Tracy. That is exactly right. Were you a fan of Dick Tracy? I uh, never saw it. Are you kidding? No. This movie was huge for me. Yes, and I never got to see it. Man, I have a feeling it doesn't hold up at all, but we are going to be reviewing it next week on 30 Pop. And so I just thought, you know, it'd be fun to ask you if you knew the film. Yeah. Anyway, that's it, man. I hope you'll come to Trivia Night. I plan on it. All right. Thanks, dude. Later, buddy. From Milieu Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back to music movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Bronner. This is Season 2, Episode 23, Eddie Murphy, Ice Cube, and an Untouchable Album. Today, we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, June 9th, 1990. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of 30 Pop. This is a highlight of every week for me, so I couldn't be happier that you've chosen to join me once again. Before we begin our look back 30 years into the past, a quick update on our upcoming Back to the Future-themed 30 Pop Trivia Night at House of Blues, Houston, and online for those of you who will be playing from a distance, which I announced on last week's episode. Due to recent demonstrations in downtown Houston and around the country, which I support wholeheartedly, House of Blues had to postpone their reopening a couple weeks, which means we had to move Trivia Night to the future. Two weeks into the future, to be exact. So as it stands right now, June 24th will be the return of 30 Pop Trivia Night, and you and your team are still invited. As a reminder, you can play virtually if you so choose, but you can only actually win the night if you're present in House of Blues Houston, which, again, will be super social distance friendly. You can register to play at 30pop.com. Now, enough of the future. Let's go back in time. Here's what the pop culture world looked like 30 years ago this week. New things everywhere. This week in 1990, we had new number ones at the top of all the Billboard charts we cover on this show and at the box office. The new number one film in the country its opening weekend was Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte's sequel to their 1982 buddy cop action comedy, 48 Hours. It's been seven long years. Look, I got 48 hours to bring this guy in. I'm history. You want me to go out with you for another 48 hours? Now look, Reggie, this time I promise you it's going to be different. But Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte are back. Let me tell you something. I ain't working for you. I don't like you and I don't trust you. (laughs) Welcome back, Red. And 
and they're making up for lost time. You got the same car, the same clothes. That's the way I like it. I get attached to things, Reggie. I know Another 48 hours. Oh, you're in trouble with the law this time. Good. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. I'm driving. I was wanting a chauffeur, Reggie. Another 48 hours. I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but I pretty much love any action movie with Eddie Murphy in it. I mean, I love most of his movies, but especially the ones where he's carrying a gun and chasing a bad guy. I most especially love the Beverly Hills Cop trilogy and really hope the fourth film, which has been licensed to Netflix and is supposedly in the works, actually happens. But I do also remember loving both the 48 Hours films. I haven't seen them in decades, though, so if I'm honest, I don't really remember anything about this movie at all. It must have been great, though, because it brought home an impressive $19 million its opening weekend, recouping more than half its estimated budget. On the Billboard charts, as I said, we had new number one singles across the board. The new top country song in the nation for the first of five consecutive weeks was the great one himself, George Strait's tune, Love Without End, Amen. A song all about the love of a father that I heard no fewer than a thousand times as a ten-year-old, or so it seemed. The song popped up on a playlist I was listening to this week, and despite not having heard it in ages, I still remembered every sweet but no less predictable and corny word. The number one song on the hot rap chart 30 years ago for the first of three straight weeks was the highly controversial hardcore gangster rap song from former NWA member Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted, in which the word America, both in the song and album titles, is spelled with three Ks instead of a C. As I've mentioned on the show a few times over the last couple years, the late 80s and early 90s were a really interesting time in rap music. We were seeing the shift in the genre from fun, playful, often comedic, DJ-centric party music to something far more lyrical, politically and socially conscious, highly confrontational, and often violent and misogynistic in nature. And Cube was a huge part of that movement. His willingness and ability to look at the injustices that existed, and unfortunately still exist, and the systems upon which this nation operates, systems that prop up and promote both white supremacy and anti-blackness, especially in the inner city, and not only name, but also confront them, threaten them, was the stuff of revolutions. He was a genius, is a genius, and as I mentioned a few weeks back, still to this day puts on one heck of a live show. As for the transition in the genre, though, if you look back over the songs that had topped the charts so far in 1990, it's pretty easy to see. The year started with NWA contemporary the DOC at the top, then salt and Peppa's Expression, followed by Digital Underground's The Humpty Dance, then the song Murder Rap by Above the Law. After that, it was Kid and Play's lighthearted, party-friendly Funhouse, followed by Public Enemies' 911 is a Joke, and now Ice Cube with America's Most Wanted. Things do lighten up a bit for the most part for the rest of 1990 after this run, at least as far as the number one spot goes. But still, it's interesting and worth observing sociologically, so we may revisit that topic in the next few weeks. Moving on, the new number one single on the hot R&B and hip-hop charts was The Blues by Tony Tony Tony, a song which I don't really remember listening back to it, but by a group I definitely remember. 
The song I knew best for them actually released 30 years ago next week, on June 15th, 1990, but it didn't reach the number one spot till months later, so we'll wait to talk about them. On the Billboard Hot 100 chart, the new number one song for its one and only week was the massive and incredibly hooky debut single by female pop vocal trio Wilson Phillips, Hold On. The only surprise about this song is that it didn't hold the number one spot for longer. The group was made up of Carney and Wendy Wilson, daughters of Beach Boys co-founder and frontman Brian Wilson, who's brilliant, and China Phillips, the daughter of John and Michelle Phillips, members of the 60s folk group The Mamas and the Papas. They were bound for success from the very beginning, and did they ever find it? The album this song was on sold over 5 million copies in the U.S. alone and over 10 million worldwide due largely in part to this, the first of three number one singles from the record. The song has popped back up in mainstream pop culture multiple times over the course of the last three decades, most notably in the 2011 film Bridesmaids, in which the group reunited to perform it live, actually bringing about a bit of a revival. It was a big, big song. But it was honestly nothing when compared to the new number one album in the country this week in 1990. I've been telling you this day was coming since the very beginning of the year, but the time has now come. Get ready, friends. We are entering into the single longest run at the top of any chart in any medium that we've ever discussed on this show. 30 years ago this week, for the first of 21 out of the next 22 weeks, the number one album in the country was MC Hammer's diamond-certified-selling sophomore album, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Em. There are no words, truly, for the deep, deep love I had for this record. Well, maybe one word. Obsession. I was completely, 1000% obsessed with this record. A fact for which I am equal parts proud and embarrassed today. Seeing as how we have nearly six months to spend on this album and the fact that we've actually already covered it twice this season, I won't dive too deep on it today. Just know that it was on top and it wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. For now, I'll close with this. My sincerest gratitude to you for listening along once again. And a very special thanks to those of you who keep this little nostalgia boat afloat by partnering with me over on Patreon. People like Dr. Mark Robinson, who, no kidding, was the actual inspiration for the formerly wildly popular Grey's Anatomy character Mark McSteamy Sloan. That's not true to the best of my knowledge, but it sure won't stop me from saying it. If you'd like for me to start a similarly flattering rumor about you and spread it here on 30 Pop, just click on the Patreon link in the show notes and become a patron for as little as $1 a month. You'll also get outtakes and bonus content from this and other Milieu Media Group podcasts. One final reminder that 30 Pop Trivia Night is coming back on Wednesday, June 24th at House of Blues Houston, celebrating the entire Back to the Future franchise, and you can register to play no matter where you live at 30pop.com. So long, friends. Until next week, don't you know things can change? Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1990 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>